we've learned anything from these past couple of years, my fellow Americans, is that personal medical freedom and liberty are in crisis. America Out Loud Pulse brings together the top experts in healthcare-related fields to keep you a beat ahead. Welcome to America Out Loud Pulse. This is Peter Bregan. I'm a psychiatrist. And this is... This is Ginger Bregan. She has so many roles, I don't know how to describe all the things you do. Wife, mother, writer, researcher, dog lover. And we go on from there. (laughs) Oh, you're so much more than that, dear. And um, uh, you're more and more a writer and more and more a radio personality. (laughs) <laughs> I'm a novice where that's concerned. Uh, I think you bring a liveliness to 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 my radio. What was my radio show? That is um, just uh, beyond words. So I'm so glad you're here, darling. Thank really, you. really glad you're here. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> and our wonderful audience, my wonderful, wonderful audience. Um, some of you have been talking to for decades on the radio. And I hope to continue to do so for decades, as amazing as that would be. Um, America Out Loud Pulse is on the uh, America Out Loud platform run by Malcolm, our dear friend Malcolm. And um, it's uh, Thursday evenings at 5 p.m. Eastern time. And then um, it goes up on another time of Malcolm's deciding during the week. And then it's sent all over the place. It goes out on. It's in podcasts um, on all the podcast channels. Yeah, just just about any any place you could want to hear a podcast, you can hear this. What you have to look for is America Out Loud, The Pulse or Pulse. Pulse. Yes. Um, Today from Florida, we we have Joseph Sansoni, S-A-N-S-O-N-E. He's got a master's degree. He's got a PhD. He's a psychotherapist. Um, he is uh, boldly the enemy of uh, what he calls psychopathic authoritarianism, which I do believe uh, that's that's the guys in charge of the world. And um, he is he's a genuine advocate for freedom. We 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 get different kinds of of uh, advocates for freedom in in our movement. This man's a genuine, and um, he uh, he's talking about an extinction-level event in the form of the Great Reset. We may get into that today. He's the author of the Ban the Jab Resolution, which is really interesting. He's got a substack, josephsansone.substack.com, and he's on the board of directors of an organization that has existed for a while, that has been massively supportive of my work using our book, um, COVID-19 and the Global Predators, We Are the Prey, as one of its um, main uh, exhibits and one of its main activities. And I only just learned about them, and I'm beginning to meet them, like Joseph and... um, We've uh, we've had Anne Marie um, on already. Um, 
and um, she and she's doctor. She's a doctor and a PhD and doing amazing work with what's going on in the bloodstream. And and I'm being convinced that the vaccines are are producing um, materials that can organize themselves and build junk in the veins in a most extraordinary way and that have great potential for doing harm. Probably almost none for making sense, behaving rationally, or even taking over anybody, although the issue is often uh, you know, posed as um, mind control. It's really destruction. It's very primitive in very fancy technology. But all that is very interesting. And um, uh, Joseph Sinson is also very interesting and very exciting in what he's doing. Welcome to the show, Joe. Welcome to our lives, too. We're really pleased to be working with you. Well, Dr. Bregan and Ginger, it's uh, uh, really an honor to be on your program. Um, you know, you're a legend in the field, so I appreciate the opportunity to come here. Uh, you know, I got so much energy. It's like this tropical storm just follows me wherever I go. So you might hear a little thunder in the background uh, as we go along here. Uh, you can hear it outside. I'm down in Southwest Florida. And uh, yeah, we've been um, we've been getting out there and uh, we've been uh, pushing, uh, I think, you know, the banded jab resolutions. Uh, we've we passed uh, the first one down here in Lee County, Florida, back in February. And actually, we're working we were working on that since uh, I think about May of 2021 to create the context to get that passed. And uh, we passed this resolution. And at the time, it, 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 was, it did send some shockwaves. We, got, we had the local Wink News, uh, which I think was the CBS affiliate, was doing a hit, hit job on us for a while. And then they realized that, you know, that's the old playbook from the 90s. And, they, and then they just blacked it out. Um, we did get it out there on um, some national outlets like Stu Peters and some other outlets. So it's been spreading about uh, nine county now nine county republican parties in florida have passed this resolution counties in other states have as well as far away as oregon and then the idaho republican party passed this resolution as well and, and just to be clear for your uh, listeners the resolution is a declaration it's a statement among the, the republican party so we've got county parties doing it one state has passed it like i said and you know there's people in texas and other states i know working on it and, and the resolution declares um these covid19 and mrna injections to be biological and technological weapons uh declares them to be crimes against humanity uh, and it, um, it calls for the immediate uh, prohibition, immediate ban on these, uh, calls for the governor to prohibit their distribution and the attorney general to confiscate the vials and conduct forensic audits. And, you know, uh, <laughs> I love so, this. I love this. Well, and I tell you, and this wasn't something I just lightly did. I, well, you know, I, I, here's what happened. We were working on this. Originally, we tried getting a. Uh, uh, what we called the, the Lee County Declaration of Human Rights Resolution passed. It was basically a short resolution at the time. Uh, this is like in late 2021. We finally were able to bring it to the table. And it was a resolution declaring coerced masks, um, injections, uh, or lockdowns, you know, quarantines to be uh, Nuremberg crimes, basically, crimes against humanity, and also violations of the Ninth Amendment. And, and we had passed it at our county, and then 
in our county Republican Party. And then afterwards, they said it wasn't they didn't get prior notice. And the next meeting, they, they pulled a whole bunch of tricks. And so it ended up not passing. And, and then we end up finally getting through with this in February of this year. And uh, yeah, we're, 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 we're not going to back down. We're going to our purpose here is to shift the discussion away from whether biological weapons should be mandated or not toward shifting the debate about who should be investigated, who should be prosecuted. And, and I think it's very powerful when, um, you know, the Republican Party officially makes these statements, you know, because if you're if you're a county voter, if you're a registered Republican in any of these counties and you find out that your party is officially declared these to be biological weapons, you're going to you know, you're going to stop back and say, hey, wait a minute, something's going on. And I also, you know, I did solicit some expert opinion here, too, besides medical people. You know, I did um, uh, talk. Well, I'm going to back up a little bit. So what happened is, is we had a lot of momentum going. And then uh, in I think, uh, Ginger, I may have spoken to you about this, but in uh, in April, April 1st. There you go. April there you 1st. Go. Yeah. Are you April throwing 1st. a hammer into that? I, I am right now like Thor with the hammer yeah, saying yeah. we're going to ban these bioweapons. Um, Fauci, this is coming. No. So um, what happened was is April 1st, April Fool's Day, I wake up early in the morning. I couldn't breathe. And so 3.30 in the morning, I, I go into the emergency room and next thing you know, I'm in congestive heart failure. Now, I thought I just had an upper respiratory infection, like I was tired, you know, coughing. And next thing, so I'm in congestive heart failure. And, you know, I, I, had all, I was all blocked up, so they couldn't put stints in me. So ne I, next thing you know, I need, I need triple bypass heart surgery. So they were going to maybe do that surgery on the 7th. And then what happened is so the whole time I'm in the hospital, anybody else would be like bargaining with God. I'm like trying not to lose momentum with this, you know, what we got going. So I got um, uh, Dr. Francis Boyle, uh, you know, I got him to, he had previously privately, you know, you know, supported it in a conference call, but I got him to publicly put out an endorsement of the resolution. And then actually my surgery ended up being on, on Monday the 10th. And I was able to get him to go on Stu Peters when he was talking about endorsing this at the same exact moment I was getting operated on. So I figured by well, my chest cavities cracked open, my heart's on a pump and my lungs are being intubated. You know, I figured either it's a good parting shot or if, if I'm going to hit him like this while I'm in pieces, wait till I'm back together. And, and so, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just me. That's how, you know, and, and the other thing I got to tell you, this is kind of funny. The other thing I was doing the whole time was there is I was, I was searching around for unvaccinated blood, you know, cause I'd read some of the oh, stuff yeah. out there. I read some of the stuff out there saying 80, 15% of the blood's contaminated, that kind of thing. Now I think it might be more after looking at Dr. Mahalchia's research, but, um, and so uh, actually we were going to do the surgery on that Friday and I knew I had like six or seven units of blood and, but they had two units in the hospital you know, because they have to go to these processing centers and then bring it there. And I basically I told the charge nurse, you know, no blood, no surgery. So we had to wait till Monday. And uh, but so, yeah, so we got him to do that endorsement. But, you know, so and just so you, uh, I know, you know, who he is. But just so your listeners know, you know, Dr. Francis Boyle, you know, he's a guy that's written international treaties on bioweapons. You know, he, he drafted the 1989 Bioweapons and Anti-Terrorism Act, you know, arguably one of the world's leading um, legal authorities on biological weapons. And you know, I provided him with the Florida law. Um, yeah, and, and so he read it and he agreed that it, it, these injections meet the criteria of a bioweapon according to Florida law, as well as the federal law he drafted. So um, we've got some, you know, we've got some teeth behind our position here. It's not just a, uh, it's not like we're just lobbing bombs without any evidence or anything like that. And, and um, 
And but I talk, I just go. So just interrupt me. I will, guys. Um, Let but, me take you back to yeah. um, one of the basics. So you're getting resolutions from parties. You've I've heard you also say Democrats are welcome, but you're working <laughs> with the best hope, the Republicans on this. And you have gotten some county councils or one county council to actually adopt it. No, no, no. We've gotten um, uh, there's some other things that have been passed um, at the county level, which we'll get into in a second, if you'd like. Um, but the, uh, the these resolutions have not been passed by any governments yet. They've been passed by county political parties. Uh, and the idea is to do two things with these resolutions, provide cover for the politicians so they're not out there by themselves, the parties backing them, them up but also to put a little pressure on them because now they're, t- they're, they're, you know, their party is saying this and they're, they're not responding. And, and yeah. um, no, so no, we have, now I do have a draft um, ordinance. But by the way, the let me say that I think it's an enormous achievement to get uh, anybody who is a political Republican out front, let alone the party to approve anything like this. Um, yeah. I'm probably a- not going to get invited to any cocktail parties. Anytime, so, <laughs> so uh, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. What you were saying? Yeah. Well, uh, 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 you were talking about some other things that. Oh yeah. Um. So part of the strategy here is also is local pushback. You know, because your local government is closest to you, so you want to utilize your local government and, and push back there. And uh, you want to do it at the county level and then at the state level because you know the federal government's just totally corrupt. And um, so, yeah, for instance, Collier County. Now, I personally did not have anything to do with this, but that's the county just south of us, Naples area. And, but I know people that were involved in it. And Collier County just actually passed within their government. The county commissioners passed a, uh, a they, they declared it um, a sanctuary county. Uh, no, not that kind of sanctuary county. It's a Bill of Rights sanctuary county. And yes. what they did is they passed a resolution. I mean, you shouldn't have to do this, but they basically passed a resolution reaffirming the Bill of Rights and, and um, basically saying you can sue if they violate your rights. Um, it's a pushback against the federal government. Now, of course, you can sue anyway, but, you know, they always tell you you, you don't have standing. Now, I think it would be hard. Now, I'm not an attorney, but I think it would be hard for them to claim you don't have standing because the county government is saying you do. And um, I think it gives an opportunity if they tried any type of uh, lockdowns or mandated masks or anything like that, it, it will allow people to push back. I think it also gives some ammunition to the county sheriff to um, fight back as well, because uh, the, the sheriff, Ron Boss, down there in Collier County did actually speak in support of this um, ordinance that they passed in Collier County. And so we're working a lot of local action down here. You know, the idea is to um, get a state government to eventually ban these bioweapons. Um, you know, I'd like it to be Florida. Um, I could care less if somebody else does it, because what's going to happen is uh, hopefully other states will start passing these resolutions now that Idaho has. And we just needed to keep getting momentum because we're dealing with a lot of censorship. But, you know, when we first passed that first resolution in uh, Lee County after the hit job that they did on us, they blacked it out. And we even had a press release that we put out, like it was actual press release from our party 
and they uh, PR web censored it and they wouldn't allow it to go out because they said it incited fear. This is after the media terrorized people for a few years. And um, they said it went against CDC standards, which is really terrifying in a way, because this is one of your two major political parties. Now, it's a county level, but one of your two major political parties issuing a press release on an actual vote that occurred and the content of what the vote was about. And that was literally censured. Mm. Oh, we're down. I'm so glued here. We're down to uh, a minute and 45 seconds to this first of three segments. Um, When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about local government, um, what you know about um, the efforts to get sheriffs involved. I think Karen Kingston was doing some of that. Yes, I, I think Joe knows about and some I of think the work Joe's, was Yeah, doing. and I think you've been involved with that. By the way, folks, the last we've heard is that Karen is alive and well and has been communicating with some people. And she sent us know. a note. Oh, gosh, that's right. Right, she I sent was, us a note and said eventually she'd be able to be in touch. Yeah, so just to let you know that. And I think you, you know Karen more personally, don't you? Uh, yeah, I, I know Karen, and um, uh, I haven't spoken to her, but uh, I, I know somebody who's knows somebody who spoke to her and likewise said she's well. Good. Um, and uh, so we can come back and talk about that. But we've got a lot of very interesting things. I, I, and I'd like you to mention to the folks what, what happened to you when you became successful. They didn't leave you alone. The world did not leave you alone became quite invasive in some ways, if you know what I'm referring to. And um, uh, if, if you don't, I'll give you more hints when we come back. <laughs> I, I need hints. I need hints. All right. We're going to break T- and then we'll hint. TV cables. <laughs> but that's all. That's your one hint. TV cables. All right. Now we're going to break. Okay. Let's go to break. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. 
Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. And we're back at America Out Loud Pulse with Peter Bregan, MD, and Ginger Ross Bregan, and our terrific guest, Joseph Sanzoni, PhD. Who, nearly on his deathbed, awaiting surgery, was still thinking about the folks we have in our wonderful audience. And freedom. And freedom and people around the world. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful story. Um, When I got COVID, and um, this is true confessions, when I got COVID pneumonia and I was in the hospital and I didn't, you know, a couple of friends thought I might die. And uh, a nurse came and Carol came and was taking care of me. All I wanted to talk about was my childhood starting at age four. <laughs> and I had no memory of it afterward. That sounds like a true psychotherapist, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's funny, Gigi. Or Or a very old man. Yeah. Go, go but, into, but go you, into scared, you scared me. I thought you were revisiting your life. <laughs> I, I scared a couple of friends who were doctors. I talked to them on the phone and I'm telling them how interesting it is. I'm talking all about my child. It's nice to be able to laugh about it now. Oh, my God. <laughs> so welcome, welcome back, Joseph, and pick up wherever you want on any of these amazing topics. Well, I think my friends when I was in the hospital were doing like an over-under, but, you know, I want some money on that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, oh, yeah, so you mentioned the uh, cable. Yeah, I did get the cable. I did get some death threats coming at me when they did the hit piece on me, and um, they uh, I did get the uh, cable line to my house cut, that kind of thing. Oh, boy. Uh, but that's not going to that's not gonna work with me. Uh, in fact, I got a, I got a couple calls today because the uh, Palm Beach Post, um, some writer there just did a hit piece on, on me on the bandage jab movement, uh, which means we must be gaining steam again. Uh, so... Uh, Yes, it happens. It's okay. Uh, it's that type of thing won't work with me. I mean, some people might, but I'm a little too blockheaded, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, so th- th- they try that stuff. And, well, congratulations know. on your courage, and I'm sure you must get scared sometimes. Even the Bregans get scared. Sometimes. Well, I got to be honest, with you, I'm not that brave. You see, when you, when you're going in with congestive heart failure and you're like suffocating in your own fluid. Going under anesthesia looks good. So I wasn't worried about it. I'm like, well, this is, might be an easy out. But, you know, here I am. Uh, and I got to pay the hospital bill. So it's all good. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, you got to laugh at it a little bit. Uh, well, but, Joseph, we're very lucky you're here with us still. We really appreciate yeah. all this. I, mean, I tell my wife that every day. I just remind her, you're very lucky I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Ginger and I do seriously remind each other of that every day oh, well you guys are both lucky i mean you're the best i say that to everybody it doesn't mean it's not true but um so uh i think um the ordinances we got out there so you were asking a little bit about um the demand letter um yeah i i think um you know all kind of they got a little derailed on that um and that was a demand letter to it was very good it was a very tight document um that was a demand letter to go out to the sheriffs that karen had prepared and, um, you know, I think some of the people got negative feedback, I guess, from the local sheriff and 
it kind of got back, got a little sidetracked. Uh, I thought it's good. I've read it. Um, I, I was kind of working with her a little bit on the early um, parts of that because she was helping with the ordinance. And, and um, when I say helping, really her doing the work and me looking at it. Um, but um, we've got a similar, well, different type of document, a national arm, which is the National American Renaissance Movement. Our, our website's nationalarm.org. And that's a document prepared by uh, attorney David Meiswinkle, who's our president. That's a, an 83-page document with about 149 exhibits of evidence. Uh, you guys are in and there with your What's book. the first exhibit? I don't know. I'm a little blanking out on that. It's really good, though. <laughs> it's, it's, it's our book. Oh, is that it? Yeah, it's yeah. COVID-19, the global predators. I didn't even know about this document. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, it's like I've I've stepped into a den of friends. There you that go. I didn't know existed. <laughs> well, imitate. What are they? What was it? Jefferson imitation is the best form of flattery. Uh, and so, uh, and Dr. Uh, Mahalchia, who you just had on, is also an exhibit in there. I, ironically, I think she's well, she's in a few places, but she's the last exhibit too. So you guys are bookends. <laughs> and uh, but uh, yeah, we've got uh, quite a few experts in there. Uh, Dave wanted to include multiple perspectives in that document. I mean, it also calls for a ban on on the on the bioweapon. Well, tell people what the document is and what it's about. Sure, this is an 83-page uh, grand jury petition. It has 149 exhibits of evidence. It outlines crimes uh, from murder, racketeering, bioweapons law violations. Uh, Nuremberg crimes, genocide, and even uh, and uh, even treason, and, and he actually names persons of interest in, in the document too. Yes. You know, persons of interest uh, can be uh, any that that can mean someone that should be a target of the investigation, or someone who can even help uh, and provide information to an investigation. So, w what we've been doing with this document is we've been uh, providing it to local law enforcement and uh prosecutors and our, our purpose is to do that in all 50 states to you know we're really working on removing plausible deniability and um we've provided it to new jersey i know you're wondering why new jersey dave's in jersey that's why uh we've provided it to prosecutors and, and law enforcement in new jersey uh, you know, we also tagged the governor, the attorney general as well. In Florida, we sent it to all 67 county sheriffs. We sent it to all 20 state attorneys. We have state attorneys down here to cover several counties. The attorney general, the governor. Uh, we also sent it to the assistant statewide prosecutor that is uh, in charge, like uh, assigned to the uh, quote unquote COVID vaccine grand jury, which, you know, we're all wondering if that's just a dog and pony show. We haven't heard anything about it. Um, as well, uh, we've provided it to the county sheriffs and prosecutors across Idaho as well, and we plan on hitting Texas and Tennessee next. Um, actually, I think those documents are done. We just need to, you know, send that out to them. And the idea here is to, to provide the evidence to these people. And uh, you know, actually, Dr. Francis Boyle, who's also one of the exhibits in there, uh, you know, he talks about it in his book too. Uh, although he he's his argument is that you you can basically get there's about let's say there's about 400 or so pro local prosecutors offices across the country his argument is to uh you know you can get one of these prosecutors even a county prosecutor to do their job and level the first indictment 
and you know the whole house of cards will fall down. Uh, and so we've been pushing this, and we're going to continue to push it. We want to hit all 50 states. And uh, now, in fact, he even argues in his book, just based on malice of forethought, which is a callous disregard for human life, you know, he argues that you can charge the uh, Fauci and the pharmaceutical executives with murder and conspiracy to commit murder just based on that. So um, then that's not even getting into the fact that it's a bioweapon. Uh, but uh, th there's quite a bit of evidence here. It, just looking at some of the Pfizer data, even the data that came out last June, they had a they had almost five million harmful clinical outcomes. Out of that, there's like six hundred ninety six thousand nervous system disorders, five hundred thirty nine thousand musculoskeletal and connective tissue disorders, uh, uh, about three hundred seventeen thousand gastrointestinal disorders. Uh, they even had uh, herpes. Uh, you had like twenty thousand, uh, over twenty four thousand cases of herpetic infections. Uh, you have obviously vascular disorders, eye disorders. I remember when I looked at that original post-cumulative analysis that I cite in the uh, in the the uh, resolution we were talking about earlier. They had over a thousand side effects, and some of them are very serious. And, and you know, as you get into the the injections themselves, they're um, the VAERS data, of course, is bad, but we know they're suppressing the data there. But I think when you get into the injections themselves, the more evidence is, comes out. Now, Dr. Mahalchi's evidence, as she discussed with you, uh, you and your la last week, I guess it was, uh, she, uh, you know, the video she's put out is very compelling. She's put out some videos which show the, the self-assembling technology uh, building these hydrogel masses, which she says is programmable matter, and creating these blue filaments that end up becoming the blood clots. And you can see her in a video trying to pull these clots apart. You can't. And, uh, and that's alarming because she, she's, uh, you know, the evidence, and this is evidence. It doesn't mean, you know, I actually teach a research class. I'm not a stats guy, but I teach a research class. And I look at it like this, you know, the evidence either supports the hypothesis or not, but, you know, right now the evidence I'm looking at supports it over time, it'll bear out or not. But, um, Right now, I'm looking at evidence. To me, it seems compelling. Now, I'm not a medical doctor, but I, I look at the, the videos she's got that she's doing with this dark field microscopy, and, and I'm seeing these, it looks like, you know, ants building these structures. Mm -hmm. and, and it's, you know, it's it's startling because she's finding this in her clinic in, in just about everybody that's unvaccinated, too. And, you know, when I did a, a Zoom, we kind of interviewed each other on a Zoom meeting a while back. And um, I asked her specifically, like, does this mean someone is shedding um, just for the first month or two? And she says that she believes the shedding is ongoing because what the way she explains it is this this self-assembling AI that's going on in you is like hijacking the energy of your cell and replicating biosynthetic cells. And it's like trying to create a new substrate within you. And, she, you know, she's saying that's why it's, you know, saps a lot of energy in people. Now, you mentioned Karen Kingston earlier in conversations with Karen, the way she explained it to me, and she is brilliant and gets quite technical. But, you know, the way I understood what she was explaining to me was that the, um, you know, the spike proteins are actually delivered through nano nanobots. And so that would mean that, you know, COVID itself might be a synthetic pathogen if she's correct on that. And, and, you know, this is alarming stuff. And I don't, you, you, I don't, you know, look at somebody like they got to be 100% correct on everything either, because there's so many moving parts here. I don't even know if all the conspirators know what's going on. Yeah, we uh, can't possibly know yet about right. all the different ways that this, uh, that, that these 
uh, synthetic new technologies are being introduced and all of the potential for them to do damage. I mean, it hasn't been studied. But we do know that if you look at the uh, the the White House's supplemental budget for the nanoparticle mm-hmm. initiative, I did look through that a bit. And, um, you know, they do in there pretty much say it's, it's uh, the uh, vaccines are, are, you know, the MNRA vaccines are, are you know, using nanoparticles. Yes, it um, does. That, it, that's you, right. Did you read that the same way as I did? Because yes. it seemed pretty clear to yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, because I've heard people arguing that that doesn't mean it's in there. I'm like, well, that's kind of what it's saying to me. But I'm not, you know, a nanoparticle expert. I don't know who the heck would be. But uh, it, this is concerning and alarming stuff. And, and I think that, you know, I look at the, you talk about an extinction level event. I think the human race is in jeopardy. And, and this is the time to do something. Like I, I always say, like, don't wait for anyone's permission to lead. Put on the white hat yourself and do it because no one's going to save you. You have to save yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you have kids, you got grandkids, you need to get involved. You, you, this Everybody needs to get involved right now because uh, when I look at this evidence, the hum- to me, the human race looks like it's in jeopardy. Like this might literally be an extinction level event. And I see you talk about being hypnotized. I see people walking around like they're sleepwalking. Like they're waiting for someone else to, to do something. It's like, no, you need to get involved. And I think that's where local action that we were talking about earlier is important. I think that's exactly right. And it's it's like human-sized. It's not like you have to get to D.C. Uh, and, and address the federal government or an aspect of it. You can go down to your local city council and speak to them. I did that when I was 12. I went right. into the mayor's office when I was 11 when I was growing up, uh, it's possible to do it. It, it is. Now, you, you, you're going to need to recognize what you're dealing with because it's the opposite of what a lot of people think. These people are not leaders. Most of them are yes men. And, and it, it can be frustrating. Like I know um, Laura Demeray, she's out in Idaho and she's an RN. And, you know, we contacted about a couple months ago because uh, I think I shared what they did over there in Washington County, Idaho on my Substack, and, and then she reached out to me and she actually passed like a different bandage jab resolution and i'm talking to her on a saturday and then uh what happens is she calls me up the next day on a sunday afternoon all excited and she's like they just passed a bandage jab resolution at the state party i'm like really i'm like let me see it she sent it to me i'm like hey i wrote that so um and that's the way I, you know when we were doing this I, that's how i want it to be i want this to kind of snowball and be decentralized like if you think when the soviet union fell apart people are like the berlin walls just getting torn apart it, it needs to be where so many people are involved that there's just no way to stop it no way to coordinate it, it just needs to be a, a total uprising like underneath them like a decentralized resistance so anyway and, and that's like the exact opposite of what the oath these people take is like he actually has a duty to do it <laughs> and, and um you know so i i kind of look at it like pretty much every politician is a coward corrupt or out of touch the other thing to remember is that is that there are uh, limited responsibilities according to the constitution uh limited at the federal level and all other potential responsibilities and actions fall to state and then more local no the state and the people the, state, the states and the people the states yeah. and the people thank you peter 
Yeah, yes. you know, and and you know, I always I always look at the Ninth Amendment as being the most important amendment. Now that's the one that the courts will say is frivolous because it makes them useless. But the Ninth Amendment is basically saying that all the other rights not mentioned here are still retained by the people, all your natural rights. Right. But yeah, so the Tenth Amendment, you know, the, the Attorney General certainly has the power to protect um, the citizens of that state from mass murder. I think so. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah, we'd hope so. I, I'm right? out on a limb, right? I'm out on a limb. I do that a lot. But. Interestingly enough, um, Joe, um, I came upon a genocide law that's federal legislation. And now um, two major attorneys active with us in the field was were unaware that there is federal American federal legislation against genocide. So there's a shutdown that goes on of information. I just stumbled on this, like I stumble on a lot of things, but um, it's just there's such paralysis and kind of realizing what we can do. Well, for one thing, they probably never learned of it within their arenas and their yeah, law sure. magazines yeah. and their educations. Yeah, for sure. Their legal educations. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to see that if you guys could send that to me later. Um, that would be. Uh, yeah. You can just Google it. Just Google okay. genocide, uh, federal genocide legislation. It, it's that easy. Google, like Google might censor this by the time I look, but uh, I, I could use a you know, different search engine, I guess. Uh, but okay. I'll, I'll do that. Cause uh, that's, I didn't know about that either until I heard you saying that the other day. And, uh, uh, and, but, and since, since I first began looking at all this, um, they have made it look archival, which is interesting. We're going to take a break, our last break in this interesting show with Joe Sansoni. We will be back, Peter and Ginger Brigham. Change in the world one person at a time. Here, we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, 
it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. We are back. Um, I'm glad, Ginger, that you started to get a bit more active. I was felt like I was conducting for the first uh, part of the show. It's my off time of the day. Well, you came alert. A little bit. <laughs> and if you don't come alert, this is, could get pretty boring with me here running the show. Oh, yeah, just listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> um, I know when I hear your voice, I feel like life's more interesting. Yeah, you're in love with me. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> You you should see her. Right you guys now. want me to walk out for a few minutes? No. <laughs> you, you should see her right now. She's she's holding a butterscotch colored little tiny five pound uh, Yorkie. Yorkie in her arms, and it's and it's, she's grooming her paws, and probably Ginger's arm as yeah, well. Yeah, my arm's a little wet too. And yes, um, you're a good girl. She's like a princess from uh, another planet. Um, we, tr- we treat our pets pretty good, don't we? Yeah, we do. <laughs> and they treat us they, good. They do. They teach us about love. Um, well, we've we've got we've got about you know 15, 16 minutes uh, left to talk. Um, I think um, perhaps more could be said about the the movement that uh, you're on the board of the um, National American Renaissance Movement. I am now an official advisor um, to the movement, and I just uh, sent David, the uh, the attorney who, who's in, whose idea this uh, was and who runs it, a probably overly long bio because now I now I realize I can't do a bio even if I'm doing something by myself like this. Ginger's not involved with the organization yet. Um, I can't. Do a bio without without ginger, and um, and I think that's just very very important. And um, so it's a little bit longer bio, because my bio is in, 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 inextricable from your bio in many many ways. Thanks, honey. Um, so um, if you if you can stand to be with with us a little longer, Joe, I'd like yeah, to hear sure. you. T- <laughs> does, does this mean does this mean I got to go make stuff up to add to my bio, or am I okay? I'm okay. No, you're okay. okay. Oh, you're, <laughs> you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, tell us more about the National American Renaissance Movement, and it's uh, it's sometimes talked about as nationalarm.org nationalarm.org and you know i i we've we've given up our tv show for a number of reasons it was a ter- totally personal decision um but the theme of it was uh, refounding america and that's a very similar theme to uh, a renaissance movement it's been an important theme for you peter for um, yeah. uh decades actually it, you wrote um Wow, I'm an American back in 2008 or nine is when it was published. Yeah. I mean, we need to refound this country and uh, on the bit, on basically on the principles with which it 
was founded and uh, those principles enabled this country to de- ultimately defeat slavery and um although the the founders themselves were so uh, uh caught up in the war those that were anti-slave were afraid to say anything until after the war very much like Ben Franklin because we didn't want to lose the south or we might have lost everything so that was a great unholy compromise but um the founding principles enabled freedom even but, where people were afraid to have it they enabled individual freedom i and think it's so freedom. important to emphasize the the rights and responsibilities of the individual that our country uh has embodied traditionally when i first started reading the globalist literature um it was amazing to me the outright statements that individualism is the enemy because individualism of course uh, if you have a country individuals they don't particularly want to give up national sovereignty and become a part of uh, globalism so they can be reduced to some condition probably at the lower end of the uh, um you know the poor nations they want us to be very weak because they want to be very powerful. And if we have democratic sovereign principles, Schwab has written about this. I I talk about it in our book, COVID-19, The Global Predators, that um, a sovereign democracy that's patriotic is the absolute enemy of globalism. And that, folks, is why we have, um, that's that's why we have somebody like Biden running the nation into the ground. May not be exactly running the nation, but he's running it into the ground. And that's because that's one of the necessities of globalism. And um, if they succeed in the complete running into the ground of the liberty movement, then uh, the next step is an increased global empire that will be running the world. And by the way, I've now been writing about... um, something that Alex Newman uh, discovered, which is like so many things, it was right there to be discovered. The UN is now stepping beyond even organizing its agency WHO to take over the world. It has declared that it needs to have an emergency platform. They're going to be voting on it in 2004, which allows them, if there's any global threat any potential global shock that the UN automatically can declare itself in charge of it and uh, and even bring sanctions, which would be a very new thing, against countries that won't comply with the UN. And by the UN, um, it, it means it's Secretary General um, Guterres, and that's Terrorist, and that's, uh, that's uh, his idea, and it's his writings right now. So that's another part of this whole globalism. So I, I didn't expect to talk there. But um, what a nightmare. Take over some on this issue of uh, of globalism from your viewpoint, Joe. Well, I, I think the Great Reset is, is an extension level event. I think that um, these people are deluding themselves. Uh, well, there's a few things going on. I, I look at um, like the, you know, the climate change end times cult is like a secular end times cult mm-hmm. a- oh, and it's, good. it's, it's the deep, there's a deep down hatred of guilt uh, you know towards self 
and, and ultimately I think God. And, and um, you know, it, it's, um, it, you know, and I just think there's this kind of this it, 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 deep down. I think that's what it is. Now, do all these people believe in it? I don't know. I think a lot of them, you know, so that whole the whole look, climate change is normal. But the whole the whole thing about that using climate change as like the cover, you know, that was kind of a cover for a more Marxist agenda. But now I think the, the climate change cult has become like an ideology unto itself. And I look at it like Jonestown, but global. And I think that these billionaire psychopaths truly believe that the planet can't sustain our population. Uh, and it, to me, it, it seems like, you know, we're looking at it both a depopulation campaign as well as a, an ongoing experiment on the human race with this uh, transhumanist agenda. And I think Dr. Mahalchia's research really does support that they're doing what they've projected. And what we're doing at, at the National American Renaissance Movement is, you know, we're pretty humble. We're just trying to save the human race. And um, <laughs> we're not that ambitious. We're not looking for political office. We're just, you know, trying to stop these nuts. And, um, we're going to win because we have no choice but to win. I think it's going to get ugly before it gets better. If we lose, we're, we could be looking at worse than a thousand years of darkness. My argument is continuously that the more advanced we become technologically, the stronger the argument is for decentralization, decentralized government and everything. Because, you know, if everything becomes centralized, we could see they have the technology available today and in the future to create a level of oppression, uh, you know, Stalin, Hitler, Mao, they could have never done. And, um, you know, privacy, you know, they're, they're going to have this centralized digital bank currencies where, you know, they can basically, it's not your money, it'll be an allowance, they'll just take it out of your account when you misbehave, or, you know, maybe you can't buy certain products from certain people because of your political ideology. And, and you know, I don't see how anybody could see that as a stretch based on the behavior we've seen recently with the, you know this idea that banks can cancel people because of their political ideology how is that not an in-kind donation but so yeah we believe in the rights of the individual we believe in the independence of the united states and every other country as well and if you look at it like this look at back to the roman empire pretty much they conquered the known civilized world in the west we'll leave you know china and india out of it because those on the other side of the world but Look at how many in the, in the 200s, in the AD 200s, look how many civil wars they had. So this idea of world government is not going to create peace. It's just going to create total oppression on every facet of the globe. And they're going to have their own little power struggles and fights within, you know, just like they did back in Rome. And um, so, it, and I think they, they try to sell this to people like this is a natural evolution of humanity. And it's not. It's not. It's just it's just, um, you know, rooted in some part of human nature that is just nuts, for lack of a better word, just wanted to oppress and control people. Um, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not a control freak. I'm too. Uh, if you saw my office right now, you'd know why. But I, I just um, this idea that they got to control everything. Freedom is good. It's popular. It's good. Freedom is what. You know, creates and you know their artificial intelligence and things that they're working on now i personally don't think that that will work i don't think it will compete because human creativity comes from a divine origin and i don't believe you can shut down human creativity and that's why it's good to collaborate and cooperate but that's why i kind of argue for a decentralized resistance because 
I might be sitting out of here putting a bandage ab resolution, doing, and we could be putting out our grand jury petition. Someone else might come up with something we haven't even thought of. And, and that happens in, in, when you have that kind of free market of ideas going on and, and people are free to create. And it, it, um, it, needs to, it needs to be a creative movement. It needs to be a courageous movement, but it needs to be a creative movement. So the National American Renaissance, we're about protecting the sovereignty of the United States. We're about you know, returning to our core principles in the Constitution. And, and we're about protecting individual liberty and individual rights. And, and But most of our threats right now are global in nature. Right now, we've been focusing primarily on these bioweapon injections because it is such an existential threat to the human race. Um, but I think probably, um, I don't know if it's something we've actually put out there, but I'm guessing most of our board members will probably think, you know, the thing going on in Ukraine is, is extremely reckless. And, um, you know, that's just a, I'm not sure what the end game is there, but I agree with what, um, Dr. Bregan, what you were just saying. I mean, Klaus Schwab and the WF has been pretty clear. They don't want the United States to be the world's lone superpower and they want us to, get diminished. It's like they want global parity in order to implement their world government. Mm-hmm. I guess they don't want us to be totally controlling it. But uh, that's how I see it. Uh, you've probably done a little more research to me. I mean, although I got to be honest, with you, I've been aware of this stuff since 1992. I've been awake to this since way back when. That's why I joke around with people. I'm like, waiting for one of these uh, conspiracy theories I learned back then to not be true. Uh, and <laughs> it's, Ginger was saying the other day that we should now reverse our thinking. And uh, when we hear that something is a, a conspiracy theory, the likelihood of its being true should go up rather than down. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. I mean, when they're all, what, look, I got to say, I got and I doubt this is original. Nothing for me is original, but um, uh, I, I, you know, if everybody's saying the same thing, it means either everybody's lying or nobody's thinking. And when you see them all kind of on the same mantra, well, somebody's giving them direction here. Because uh, I don't know about you. If I get 10 or 12 like-minded friends together, we'll start bickering about every little thing. Uh, how do these people all operate on the same talking points you, you know, on all the different shows? So it, it, it's definitely from the top down. And, and uh, I don't know, conspiracy theory in today's world, I guess that's just an alternative hypothesis or theory. It's something that's outside of the narrative. And that's what gets me with the scientism I think I originally heard that term years ago, but it was speaking more about the overly materialistic aspect of some of the fields of science, not mm-hmm. looking at consciousness studies and that kind of thing. But now I think it's gotten way more fascist and way more uh, uh, just kind of like they're trying to use authority and try to rep- try to present that as science. But that is not science. Science is Science is open. It's free for debate. There's discussion. There, there is no authority. That's the whole point. There's evidence, and we look at the evidence. Yeah, that, in fact, is the, the story. I've thought of it exactly like this, but the story of the growth of civilization and civilized thinking is the letting go of authority as the uh, source of truth, but wherever possible, science. Yeah, it starts with imagination. Yeah, and asking questions, and when you do, when you do uh, get some solid ideas like the importance of love, um, they should they should be ideas that enhance humanity. They may not be scientific ideas in exactly the same way, but they are ideas that enhance our lives and enhance humanity. Um, 
Yeah. And honestly, I think some of those higher level thoughts and experiences are ineffable anyway. So I don't even know if it's not that they're not necessarily true. I just think science doesn't have the ability to investigate them. You know, it's like going back to like William James in the varieties of religious experiences. These experiences are ineffable. Now, you shouldn't take those experiences as authority either. Um, I think he says that back there. But, um, you know, love is... uh, uh, that's what this is about, really. Why would we be doing this other than because we're seeing what's going on to the human race uh, and it's disastrous? You know, when you see you know, young kids getting sick and, um, you know, it's not normal for young kids to be dropping dead of heart attacks and having strokes. That's right. Yeah. One very uh, quick but important last thought about um, do you think that you're seeing evidence among all these vaccinated people? that they are losing some of their, or some of them at least, are losing some of their cognitive and emotional clarity, some of their mental well-being, and uh, becoming more docile, which is the result of that. I don't know. I don't know that I can really answer that. I see I see more people that have taken the shot. Um, I mean, I have some friends that have taken the shot and don't even want to talk about it because it's like a cognitive dissonance thing. But I, I, I do see more people that have taken the shot and are upset about it and they wish they didn't take it. Uh, even people that don't have problems because they know enough people that do have problems. And, and you know, because a, a lot of people were coerced. It wasn't as simple as oh, just yeah. listening. You know, they were afraid to lose their job there. You know, even in Florida here, people were pressured because, you know, you can get you can still get fired. They're going to say it was for something else. And, and um, so. I think, yeah, I don't know if there's I hear a you, I hear you. but I, I, I do see I, a shift. I, I think more people are, I think more people are waking up. I don't know if it's happening quick enough though. Yeah. We've got the few seconds left. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you and keep up with you? Joseph. Probably Sansone. my Substack. JosephSansone.substack.com. JosephSansone.substack.com. S-A-N-S-O-N-E. Okay, you're you're a wonderful man. Thank you. Don't mean to embarrass you. We're we're great great to know you, and we will be working together. And thank you, our wonderful wonderful audience, for continuing to think seriously about these difficult and important matters. Good night, folks. Good night.